Well, good morning. Uh, if you're here today and you're new, I'm Pastor Evan. Thanks for being here with us this morning. It's a little bit unusual, but I would like to say, and first off, I feel like I'm very far from you, so I'll, I'll handle the heat and lose my stand at the same time. But I was thinking this morning about the first Sunday, the first Resurrection Sunday, where the women went out in the morning and they found the tomb empty. And here we are in the morning outside, worshiping that risen Jesus. You're outside. The first Sunday, the first Resurrection Sunday, was outside. And so it's a good, it's a good reminder. It really is. Although it might have been a little cooler. I'm not exactly sure than it is right now. But we, the Lord has blessed us with a nice sunny day where it won't be too hot. We're continuing our series, The Upper Room Discourse. So today we're going to be in John chapter 16. So if you have your Bibles or your smartphones, you can turn there. But today I want to talk about John chapter 16, verse 33, when Jesus says this, and I want to draw your attention to these words. He says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. There's a reason why I don't skydive. I was talking about that with one of you this week. I, I don't skydive. I think it's incredibly dangerous, and I don't like heights at all. And I don't particularly appreciate the fact that when I'm five to 6,000 feet above the ground, that somebody hands you a helmet as if that's going to help if the parachute doesn't work. It's that false sense of security. So like, if my parachute malfunctions, that helmet it ain't going to do squat. If I don't wear a helmet, maybe I bump my head on the landing, but if I, my parachute doesn't work, then it's all for naught. The helmet gives me this false sense of security. And I think that's what, how we think about Jesus. When we talk about victory in Jesus, we think that he talks about promising victory over, over the world, that he has overcome the world. We can have victory in him. And he tells us that the world will have tribulation and we should take heart. And we read that and you hear that and you go, yes, absolutely. I want that. That's, I'm all about that, Jesus. Give me that. But when times get difficult, when circumstances get hard, when suffering comes in, we think Jesus is giving us a helmet before we skydive. We think this is false sense of security that Jesus gives us. So he says, yes, I've overcome the world. Take heart. And what we think is, when our circumstances hit us, we go, well, that's a nice thing that Jesus said. But realistically, it's like giving me a helmet as I'm about to jump out of a plane. See, when life's not going as you planned... Or if I'm not finding victory over sin in my life, if my spouse leaves me, or my friends abandon me because I'm a Christian, or I lose my job, or I can't kick an addiction, Jesus is just giving me a helmet before I jump out of a plane. It's false peace. This, but Jesus is offering us real peace. He's offering us real comfort. Despite our circumstances, despite our suffering, despite our difficulty, Jesus is actually offering us something real. And I want your hearts to believe that. And I want that to be true for your life. That no matter what comes your way, you can say, take heart because Jesus has overcome the world. You can hear those words. You can believe those words that this is real victory. 
and you can believe what I want us to believe today is that we can have peace in the face of suffering because Jesus has overcome the world. You can have peace despite what happens in your life, despite the circumstances, despite the difficulty, despite the tribulation. What Jesus says is true, that you can have peace in Him. So I want to talk about false peace and I want to talk about real peace. And the question I pose to you today is, which one of those do you actually want? Do you want real peace like Jesus is offering or do you just want false peace? See, in this passage, Jesus continues to speak of leaving and going to be with the Father. So if you look at verse 28 of chapter 16, that's what he's talking about. And the disciples, obviously, they keep hearing this from Jesus about how he's leaving and he's going to go be with the Father. And they're disheartened and they're confused. So Jesus says to them in the middle of this passage, take heart. Be comforted because I have overcome the world. So what does it mean that Jesus overcame the world? Like, what does that mean for them? Well, on that side of the cross, on that side of the resurrection, it means that Jesus overcome the world and his ministry of healing and casting out demons and freeing people from sin. As well as his confidence, Jesus has confidence that God will do what he said he would do. He would accomplish what he has sent Jesus to accomplish, that Jesus would die and he'd be resurrected. But on our side of the cross... On this side of the resurrection, this side of the empty tomb, Jesus has overcome the world by taking the world and the devil's best shot onto himself in his death, and he's claiming victory over that in his resurrection, as well as, so it's not just that, but he also empowers his people to continue his ministry of spiritual victory over sin and suffering to cast out demons, to heal, to promote God's kingdom here on earth, just like he did. So on that side of the cross and on this side of the cross, there's this continuity, there's this connection. And Jesus believes, truly believes that he's overcome the world. So when we talk about false peace, we see what Jesus says in verse 33. He says, I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Notice what Jesus is doing. He's contrasting. He's making a contrast. He's saying, in me, you will have peace. And we're taken back to the image of the vine to abide in Jesus, to be in Jesus. He's saying, to be in me, you will have peace. And all, a lot of us go, all right, I like that. Like, Jesus, give me that, man. Peace, I could use that. I've been dealing with shame. I've been dealing with difficulty. I don't know what my future is going to hold. I've been dealing with addiction and been struggling. I'll take peace every day of the week, Jesus. But then Jesus has this pesky little statement where he says, But in the world, you will have tribulation. Now, tribulation can feel like a church term. It can feel like if you don't have a church background, if you have a church background, that's a very churchy term. What Jesus is talking about, he's talking about trouble, oppression, affliction, suffering. Jesus is saying, in me you'll have peace, but in the world, contrasted to me, you will have tribulation. You will experience affliction. You'll experience oppression. You'll experience suffering in this world. And when we hear that, we go, well, hold up. I like that peace thing that you're talking about, Jesus. But now you start talking about tribulation. I'm out. This is not what I signed up for. Sign me up for peace, Jesus. 
You all people know that I need that. Life's pretty turbulent right now. My kids are exhausting. My marriage is experiencing a rough patch. I can't kick this addiction to explicit material online. I'm afraid to share my faith, so I don't. And then I feel guilty about that. And when I look on the horizon in our culture, I go, the Christianity is becoming less and less popular. So in that time, Jesus, I need peace. I'll take that. But I'm not down with tribulation. I'm not down with oppression. I'm not down with affliction. I need people to like me. I need a quick fix for my kids. I need a quick fix for my marriage. I need to feel satisfied. I need to avoid difficulty. But Jesus tells us that if we want real peace, tribulation comes with the territory. Do you understand that? Do you see that? If you want peace, Jesus is saying you're going to experience tribulation. And because of that, you and I go, no thanks, Jesus. I appreciate your offer for peace, but I don't want tribulation. So you know what? I'm going to try to find peace someplace else. And so we go looking for replicas. And we settle for replicas because we want peace, but we don't want suffering and tribulation. When I was a kid, it was Tommy Hilfiger was really popular. Like, really popular. And all my friends had Tommy Hilfiger stuff. And my mom was, like, to, to put it politely, was fiscally conservative. And so I didn't have Tommy Hilfiger things. But one summer in middle school, I'm at the boardwalk in Wildwood. And what do you know, hanging up in one of the shops for, like, 15 bucks is a screen-printed Tommy Hilfiger jacket. And I'm like, all right, I can afford that. I don't know what mom's talking about. Tommy Hilfiger's not expensive. It's 15 bucks at Wildwood. Let's go. So I'm hyped. I'm excited. And I take my measly allowance, and I buy that Tommy Hilfiger jacket. And, but I, and I brought it home, and I wore it everywhere until, as many of you can feel this tension, until you wear it to school. And all the kids realize it's not really a Tommy jacket. It was a replica. So all my friends henceforth referred to my jacket as a Fommy Hilfiger jacket. A real Tommy jacket would be something that couldn't cost, I mean, sorry, something that would cost so much I couldn't afford it. So I bought a replica. See, replicas are never as good as the real thing because as soon as I started wearing that over time, I watched the Tommy flag just start peeling off. Which made my friends... It brought a lot of joy to my friends at that time. See, our peace is only as good as the things we find it in. If we go looking for replicas, peace and replicas... It's only going to be as good as a replica. And as soon as those things are gone, my peace will be gone too. For instance, if I go looking for peace in my spouse or my job, when I lose those things, I lose peace. If I go look, I look for peace in my children, they can't possibly live under that kind of pressure. They can't possibly live under the pressure to be dad's peace. 
that dad would find peace in them. And they have their own problems, and now they have to be dad's source of peace? If you go looking for peace in your finances, or a major health issue comes up, or a huge repair is required on your house, you'll panic. And you'll resent the person who's having the health issues because you put your peace in finance and you're watching your savings slowly deplete. Or the house you bought, your dream house, and all of a sudden the roof goes and you resent your wife because she wanted to buy this house. Life is hard. There will be difficulty. But the things that give us false peace can't stand under the weight of tribulation and suffering. But here's the deal. You can't afford the real thing. Just like me, I couldn't afford a real Tommy Hilfiger jacket. You can't afford real peace. The peace you're looking for, you can't go buy it. You won't be able to get it yourself. Real peace. The peace you're looking for is not found in a thing or in people. It's found in a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. See, you can't achieve that peace. You can't earn that peace. You can't buy it. It had to be achieved. It had to be earned. And it had to be bought for you. So God the Son took on human flesh as Jesus and came and He died for you. And in Him, you can have peace. And with that peace comes tribulation, yes. Comes difficulty, yes. Comes affliction, yes. Comes suffering, yes. But because it's real peace, it can stand under the weight of tribulation. Because it's not a replica, it's not going to break and fall apart and it's not going to peel off. Because it's the real thing. And because of the cross, because on the cross Jesus experienced the worst tribulation anybody has ever experienced, he was beaten, he was bruised, he was spit on, he's betrayed, he was abandoned and then murdered. And because Jesus went through suffering, you and I can have peace in our suffering. Real peace that never fails us. And you can take heart in the face of tribulation because through Jesus' tribulation, He has overcome the world. And because He has overcome the world, you can overcome the world. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, His victory becomes your victory. Because He went through and overcame tribulation and suffering, you can too, by, and you can have peace in the middle of it. Because you're connected to the person who's real peace. You're connected to the vine. You can have what the vine has, which is victory, which is peace. So you aren't seeking peace in tribulation, but you're seeking, uh, sorry, you're not seeking peace in replicas, but the real thing. So your peace will not be crushed. Instead, it will stand firm. And so what that looks like is that we can have victory now. Because we know no matter what comes our way, no matter what hits us, we will overcome because Jesus has overcome. So we have victory mission because Jesus has gone ahead of us into the world and experienced its worst. We can experience victory and mission by telling people about Jesus and watching lives turned over to Him. We can have victory in suffering because Jesus comforts us all, all along the way. 
He says, take heart. Time and time again, he whispers to us and says, take heart. I have overcome the world, Evan. You can do this because I have done it and I have freed you to do it. And we can also have victory over sin because Jesus won the victory over the world which in John is everything that rebels against God, Jesus has won victory over that. So you can have victory in any addiction, any sin in your life, you can have victory over that simply by being in Jesus, by giving your life over to Him. So here's my challenge to you. Give up anything in your life. Get rid of it. Toss it out. Anything you're finding false peace in. Get rid of it. Kick it out. They're just replicas. Eventually the flag is just going to start peeling off. And it's not going to stand up under weight of tribulation. And then give your life to Jesus for the first time or the 100th time and experience real peace. And hold on to the promise that His victory is now your victory despite what comes your way. So no matter what comes your way, difficulty, oppression, affliction, you will have peace. And because you have peace in Jesus, you will have victory too. Let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the peace that we have in Jesus. We pray that today, that if anybody's here that needs that peace, that they would receive it now, take it on themselves, give up anything in their lives that they're seeking replica peace, false peace in, and instead receive the real peace of Jesus. And it's in His name we pray, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen.